0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello, welcome back to Patty's podcast. We're back with our last episode for season two, and uh, it's a brilliant episode. And um, Patty, who have we got on today?
0: We're very lucky to have the magnificent, wonderful Madeleine Bell. Um, I first became aware of Madeleine when she was in a band called Blue Mink, which I adored. And this goes back to hmm, 60s, 70s, I think. And she was in the band with um, Roger Cook and together they were a dynamic duo. And I've seen her since then, off and on, mainly in spike edney's band when he plays at guildford live and uh, she's a most fantastic backup singer great great voice great personality huge fun
1: yeah she is amazing so this is a brilliant episode we hope you enjoy it this is cocktails with patty and madeleine bell
2: I would love to see it. I would love to. It's just me and David Arch, my favourite. He's the conductor for Strictly. Oh, right. He's my keyboard. Oh, really? That's my band. Oh, really? The rhythm section is my band. They came to see us at Ronnie's about, I don't know, about 15, 16 years ago from the BBC and booked my band. And and when they were doing Strictly, I can't work because that's the only band I work with to do my own thing. Yeah, really? Anyway, so it'll be me, David Arch, just him on piano, me with a microphone, a table, and a nice, comfortable chair. And I'm going to be reading from my notes that I've been writing for the past seven, eight years. Yeah. Talk about what was happening in the 60s and what was happening in the 70s and everything. I had to go into the whole Dusty thing and
0: everything. Yeah, So I know
2: that you were great friends with Dusty, weren't you? Yeah, well, she, she... I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for her. She gave me my first gig. I met her. Ready, set, go, New Year's Eve party, 1964. And she came over to me and and said, uh, I heard about you. Um, Do you do sessions? And I said, yeah, I was so hungry. I didn't have any work or anything. I said, yeah. And I'd just been for an interview at the International Cinema in Westbourne Grove. And they offered me a job, which I eventually accepted for... Six night, six days a week, 11 hours a day, six guineas oh, a week. And then I got the call when I got back home. I ringed this number and I rang the number and it was Johnny France, who was Dusty's record producer. It was his secretary. And she said, Dusty wants to know if you can do a session tomorrow. Yeah. I'll get there. Three hours later, they had me a brown envelope. What was in it? Six guineas. No. For three hours. No. Instead of 66 hours a week. No. no. So Dusty gave me my first gig.
0: Great. Yeah. Good for Dusty. Ooh. I love Dusty's voice. Ooh. She was so
2: fabulous. And she was, she was just great.
0: I would love to hear you and her singing
2: together, which you would have we done. We used to do and that too. when we shared a flat. We used to do that a lot. We but did holler. you record? No, I just did our backing vocals. Ah. That song. Yeah. And she did mine. She's yeah. on a lot of my stuff as well. How did you start? How did you know you had a voice? Singing in church. Singing yeah. in school. yeah, Coming from... Newark. Yep. New Jersey. Yep.
0: You see, I know that more than I know North
2: London. Yeah? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) She knows where Newark is. She doesn't know where Southgate
0: is. (laughs) So, Danny, you've sung with so many amazing, amazing people. Hello,
2: everybody. The Billy Preston session I did. Love Billy. Produced by George. Yeah. Eric on guitar. Klaus Vormann on bass, Ginger Baker on drums, and me and Doris Troy. And Billy did all the back and vocals. Not
0: bad. Now, you know what I love, Madeline, and I will never, ever forget when you, were, when you did Blue Mink, when you were in Blue Mink. I love that little
2: band. That was, uh, I, I'm still close to Roger Cook. We uh, stay in contact at least once or twice a month because he lives in Nashville now and he's done so well. He's been inducted into the um, Country Music Hall of Fame, the first Englishman. Really? Yeah. Because of his songwriting? Yeah. It was a great song. Um, But but, I mean, Roger Cook and Roger Greenaway wrote, um, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Oh, did they? They wrote, I see that worried look upon your face. You got your troubles, I got mine. Uh, What beautiful So much, so much stuff they wrote. So, In fact, it's something like a hundred, a 1,500 uh, top 30 hits that they've been involved in, that they've either written or produced or. Wow. Unbelievable. They
0: should be more famous than they yeah, are. Yeah,
2: exactly. There's a whole documentary um, on YouTube about them because they were like only second to Lennon and McCartney. But they surpassed Lennon and McCartney because they've been writing, they were writing before, and they've continued to write right up till now. Just write, 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 right, right. And right. so Cookie anyone anyone a... can sing their songs. Yeah. Cookie tries to write one song a day. Like Stevie, when I worked with Stevie, Stevie did the same thing. He tries he writes a song a day.
0: No, he's a great he was a great, great songwriter. I love Stevie Wonder. Mm. I'm in love
2: with him. I did the Talk of the Town with him. Did you? I talked about <gasps> that last night. And Ringo, I did the Talk of the Town with Ringo. No, I want to hear about Stevie. I got a call on a Tuesday afternoon morning. I know it was Tuesday. I'll tell you why. Uh, and this guy, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning, this guy said, is that Madeline Bell? And I said, yes. He said, uh, my name is Blah Blah, and I'm Stevie Wonder's manager. And I went, yeah, right. <laughs> and he said, no, seriously. He said, I was giving you a number. Stevie opened last night at the Talk of the Town, and he sang his latest record, and he didn't have the backing singers, and I just wanted to know if you were available. I was told to call you, and I said, yeah. Of course, I was going anyway. Good, So when I say Tuesday, because Stevie opened on the Monday night, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he said, can you get another singer? So I rang P.P. Arnold and she said, yeah, girl, yeah. So I told him we got to be at the Royal Garden Hotel at something like two o'clock. We met at the Royal Garden. Um, Stevie's manager came down, got us, took us up to Stevie's um, suite and we, both of us are like that, you know, Stevie Wonder, we going to see Stevie Wonder. Close, close. Anyway, we get to his, his um, suite and uh, introduced to him, and he, hey girls, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And he came, took us into another room, and his st- keyboards all the way around the room. He knew where every keyboard, particular keyboard was, and he went over to the keyboard, and it was me, Pat, and Cyrita. because <gasps> really? they were engaged they at were, the time. Uh, did they get married? Yeah, but uh-huh. it was only. A sh- I don't think they lasted very long. Okay. A marriage, but they continued to write. They wrote some good stuff. And he said, this is what I want you to sing. Here I am, baby. Sign, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Yeah. That's what all we had to sing for two weeks. And we got paid $200 each, which we would have paid them. And got a chance to watch TV every night. And that was all we had to sing was that one song. And stand on the stage and just watch him. Yeah. What a dream. And I've seen him a couple of times since then. You know, I saw, him, uh, I saw him one night in Stringfellows. I was about to leave because I was doing the talk of the town. And um, I forget what the manager's name was. And he came over to me and he said, don't leave. He said, um, when, the, when the club closes, Stevie's coming. And I said, oh, OK. So I sat there and waited and they emptied the club. And then eventually Stevie came in. And he, they had a piano right by the, the entrance. And he sat down and started playing. He did like 15, 20 minutes just playing. Oh. And it was just his entourage in there and me
0: oh.
2: and, and some of the guys in my band. And I was getting ready to leave. And one of his guys came over to me and said, Stevie wants to know why you're leaving without saying goodbye.
1: So they had already told him yeah, that
2: I was there. Yeah. So I went over and I had my hair in plaits. Yeah, you know, sort of like this. Yeah, and I got down on one knee because he was sitting down, and I thought, well, if I'm going to get on my knees to anybody, it's going to be Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> and he put his hand, and he was feeling my head, and he's saying, "Yeah, hey, how you been doing, girl, and everything." And he said, "Who did your hair?" And I told him who did. It. He said, "Would she do mine?" I said, "Anytime you like." But he, I gave him the number, but they, they were leaving like the next day or something yeah. like that. Then I saw him again, in Jakarta, the Jakarta Java Jazz Festival. That was about six years ago. Then I saw him again in Rotterdam at the North Sea Jazz Festival. Uh, Yeah, that's my Stevie. And I I always include at least one Stevie Wonder song in my set all the time. Well done. And um, I've been lucky enough to um, uh, work with this this band in Holland called the Jazz Orchestra of the Concert Chabau. (laughs) <laughs> and I love these guys. And they rang me and said, um, this was 2005, I think, six. And they said, you know, the film is coming out, Ray. And I said, yeah. They said, we've just heard from the film, the production company. They want to know if we will prom- promote it because we got the same size band. And they said, we'd like you to come and, and do the songs. We don't want to get a guy because we don't want the guy to be like impersonating Ray Charles. We want it from a female mm-hmm. perspective. So. I said, yeah, and they said, we record, come in and record. We went in the studio, recorded, and we promoted the film in 12, 13 different cinemas around Holland before the film came out. And we, so, I mean, that's, that's how many times I saw the movie. And <clears throat> since then, we have done 60 shows. We've been to China. We've been to Eastern Europe. Um, Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder concert. Wow. So first uh, first set is Ray Charles second set is Stevie Wonder and we were supposed to go to Estonia on the 12th of March 2020 and I flew over to Amsterdam and two days later I had to fly straight back in the lockdown and the two concerts that we had which had been sold out for ages was cancelled
0: that's so disappointing I for know. everybody I know
2: I know what I want to ask you.
0: I heard, I don't know if it was a rumor, that you shared a flat with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah,
2: well, I shared a flat in that it was Jimi and Chaz Chandler's flat. Yeah. And Jimi was going to the States to tour, and my boyfriend at the time, his name was Tony Garland, he was a part of the management, so he was going with Jimi. So he said, oh, and him and Jimi said, why don't you come and stay here with Kathy, Jimmy's girlfriend, yeah. Kathy Etchingham whom I'm still close with
0: I've been uh, I spent
2: Christmas with them uh, 2018 and then 2019 they came and stayed with me for a week then because she lives in Australia now she's Australian citizen and everything now and um, that was a um, there was a restaurant above us across the street from us called Biagi's upper Barclay Street uh-huh. Yeah, okay. that's where we. And I lived in the flat. So I mean, Jimmy stayed there a couple of nights while I was there. But the rest of the time he was on tour. But it, people like to think that I shared a flat with Jimmy. So I say, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> I, used
2: to, I used to cook. He liked my cooking as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he always called me Miss Madeline. Oh, did I he? I loved Jimmy. He was such a sweet guy. I mean, so gentle. Thought, yeah, everybody thought he was like really. He was wasn't aggressive. Uh, on stage, it was just his music was, mm-hmm. yeah. But off stage, he was just such a sweet guy, you know. People yeah. don't know that, though. Now, you and finished been, that coffee yeah, You yeah, finished
0: it. Yeah. Are you ready to, try, to move on to more Move on up to something a bit drinks. more powerful. Now, I know that, you know, you're a carver drinker. I'm not a carver drinker. No, 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 I'm drinking tequila. But now we're going to have
2: your favourite tequila. I don't need more than one in there, okay? Okay. I'm watching you. Okay, okay, two for me and the boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, i got to get back. All right, come here, there's more good things, more things to go in this. Yeah, yeah. So that was the tequila. That was the tequila. One and now two of this freshly, beautifully
2: squeezed orange juice for you. Just two? You can, can have, have if you're a good guy. You yeah, have dilute it. it a bit more. Okay, okay. I don't want to be okay. seen staggering in the streets, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Saying you've come from me,
2: yeah, where, yeah, where have you come from, Madam? her place? It's, it's half old, So when you're on on stage, do you sing it, and and, and talk. talk? Yeah, I mean, it's, some of us are already on YouTube. I woke up to these all these posts and messages and everything. And my one biggest fan is a guy named Jonathan Buxton, and as uh, he brought me. A hundred CDs that I asked him to have printed up for me. Yeah, and we sold really well. And uh, oh, thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, he had a hundred CDs printed, up. and I just said to the audience, "I'm always being I'm being bootlegged as I speak." So I decided to bootleg myself. This is something that I did in this album, the first album I recorded with John Paul Jones from Zeppelin. Cause he's my brother. That's my little brother, and we recorded this in 1972. Yeah. And it's. I think I brought it. I might have brought it. Cheers, darling girl. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
2: Ah. Yeah, we think that is nice. It's don't rather we? nice. Yeah, it's rather.
0: It's not. It doesn't bite. What do you ah. think, Matt?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what we all want But of sun is it sunny in spain now no
2: no um
0: till may would it well be nice it will then? be sunny
2: but we've had last week it was so windy that if you open the door yeah. the wind was knocking you over literally
0: i love nature yeah <laughs>
2: um, and i live just across the road from the sea <gasps> do from I'm the I'm Mediterranean, are. you know, I'm, I'm right there. So, And the waves, you could see the waves coming up. Oh, fabulous. But you could wake up tomorrow morning and it's a beautiful, beautiful, sunny 25 degree day. That's what it's like down there. Yeah. Wonderful. And I love where I live. I couldn't live back here anymore. No.
0: Do you know what I miss? I'm very lucky because I have this little flat here, mm. but I have a cottage in West Sussex, yeah. which is great. The only downfall is I never see a sunset because when they built it, it was a workman's cottage and they didn't build cottages thinking, now where's the sun going to set, right, and place it in a proper place. Mm -hmm. So I never see a sunset. I'm longing for a sunset. I see
2: the sun come up over there and I see the sun go down. There. Oh, now that's oh. a dream. Every that's a day. dream. Yeah. And I, I really do love where I live. And Barry and I, we bought our house 41 years. This year will be 42 years. I've got to tell you, my husband, Barry, he was in the band called Ferris Wheel. Oh, I remember Ferris Wheel. He was a drummer. Oh, and right. he was in the Checkmates before that. Oh, really? So he was in Hamburg when the guys were in Hamburg. Stop. But they were the big stars, and the guys would. Does he? Just, does Barry remember them being there? Oh yeah, 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 in yeah. Dallas? Yeah, Barry. Oh, Barry died. Um, oh, I'm so oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he used to talk about the days, and we, he and I, we were in Liverpool, so we went to the Albert Dock, yeah. and there was a photo in the sort of uh, cavern, and there was a photo up on the wall, and it said George Harrison in Hamburg, and Barry said. That's me. That's not George, and it was Barry. Oh, stop. No. And how could yeah, they get it so and, wrong? Yeah, and, <laughs> they, and he actually rang the guy who took the picture. Gibson Kemp was his name. I remember that name. Gibson Kemp, and he said, "Gibson, you remember taking the picture of me?" And Gibson said, "Yeah." He said, you, "I took a picture." He said, "You were hanging out the window doing that," and that's that's the picture we're talking about. So Barry said, "We can't tell the people of the cavern. they don't know." But they had the picture of George and a uh, picture of Barry, but they had George Harrison's. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've got a picture of him. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and he always used to get mistaken. That is very funny. Yeah. You know
0: who lives here? A friend of oh, an old friend of yours? Jimmy Page. Oh, He's yeah. not far from here. Jimmy and John.
2: John Paul yes. Jones.
0: Yes, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. John, like I said, I mean, I used to, we all used to do sessions together. And I remember being at John's house. Because um, I used to go around Because we did sessions so much That I went to their house one day And they had a newborn baby Whom I fell in love with, Tammy That was, she's 52 now Stop. Where Good does day. time go? Yeah. And uh, I've been Part of that family ever since that's, oh, have you... that's the main family My main family John and Mo, his wife
0: So how did
2: you and Spike get together? Stevie Langer she said, "Darling, Spike wants to know if you'd be interested in doing a couple of gigs."
0: Yeah, I love Spike. He's got such a good energy. Did you ever meet George?
2: Yeah, I did, that's what I'm saying. I did the. Um, oh session. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah of in course. In fact, I did back off Boogaloo with Ringo, and George produced that. I did um, Billy Preston. I love that Billy. whole album. That's the way God planned it. Wasn't he brilliant and beautiful? And he has still not been replaced. Nobody can can ever touch Billy Preston when it comes to playing. Yeah, um, what else did I do with George? I did something with John as well. Power to the people. Mm -hmm. We went to his house for that. Only to be told, no, he decided to do it at EMI. So we had to come all the way. (laughs) But we were being paid, so 15 of us. Oh and then God. after it came out, I saw on, on Wikipedia, it, it credits Yoko Ono as being one of the backing singers. No, she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw something yesterday. You know, all the, these these performers have, have um, taken their songs down from Spotify.
0: Yeah. But I, Neil, I saw something It's Neil Young and um,
2: Joni yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, but I saw something yesterday. It said... Um, Yoko Ono has threatened to post her music on Spotify if they don't if they don't sack this this particular person so everybody's saying please sack this person <laughs> oh, poor.
0: you know she and I are the only Beetle uh, widows because the others you see weren't married to them when they were Beatles no. I'm a museum piece darling
2: yes, you are <laughs> yes, you really are you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks. <laughs> you sang with Kiki D, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I think you sang with just about everyone.
2: Me and Kiki do the um, stuff with Spike. We yes. do sisters and, yeah, and yeah. all of that. But me and Kiki did all the um, backing vocals for Dusty in the early days when Kiki was 16. And there's a video of, remember the NME poll? Yeah. There was a poll concert, and she was voted number one. And everybody was on it. Everybody. And the backing singers was me, Kiki D, and Leslie Duncan.
0: Little Leslie. Yeah. Yeah, Leslie
2: wrote Love Song for Elton. Wow. I haven't heard her name in years. Bless her, she died um, a couple of days either before or after Barry.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
2: All the singers, I mean, me and Kiki are pretty, there aren't many of us left. And you also realize
0: how time goes by so quickly yeah. and how occasionally we don't make the
2: most of every minute of the day. It yeah. sounds exhausting, but... How many times have you been to a funeral and everybody's, you know everybody there and everybody says, we've got to meet up again. And you don't see them again until the next funeral. Yeah. People should, we should make an effort to see each other. We have to,
0: particularly have to. now. Our time
2: is very short yeah. now. Yeah. We've had the most of it. I've had a good time. Yeah, me too. You know, I I just say, for somebody with a 10th grade education, I don't think I did bad. I got thrown out of school because I didn't, go to, didn't like, they weren't teaching me the same lessons that my grandmother was teaching me.
0: Yeah. And the yeah. things
2: that. That we should have known they weren't teaching. I mean, they didn't teach things about black history. None of that was ever taught in American schools when I was going to school. Never. All they told us about was George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and and how, you know, that all of that. But And now it's coming out, but they didn't teach us any of that. But my grandmother had lived it, so she used to talk about it all the time. And I just was not interested in going to school. All I wanted to do was eat. So I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my grandmother and in the cooking classes in school and sing. How oh, perfect. Yeah, and I played hooky for 51 days straight. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being naughty. I, went I was going to gonna say, what did you do? I went. No, I went to and this woman. She, her mother and my grandmother were really good friends, so we sort of grew up together. And I used to call her my cousin, and she lived like five minutes walk from the high school that I went to. So I used to go to her house and, and go to sleep sleep on the couch. And after 51 days, somebody knocked on the door and I opened the door and it was my grandmother and all I felt was her hand across my face and me picking myself up off the floor. So she knew where to find me. Yes. The school had gotten in touch and told her that I hadn't been to school and she knew exactly where to find me. So I had to go back to school. This was like in May 1958. And when I came back in school, Broke in June for the summer when I went back in September. I uh, Couldn't find my name on the list what class I was going to. So they, I was advised, go, you have to go to the principal's office. And when I went to the principal's office, he said, Madeline Bell does not go to this school anymore. Oh. They had expelled me. Oh, my gosh. So I went home. I had to tell my grandmother. And she wasn't surprised. And she just said to me, well, you know you ain't going to lay up here on your ass all day. You're going to have to get out and get a job. Go to the supermarket and get some chicken backs. Because that was, that was dinner. And I got to the supermarket, and the owner knew my grandmother. And he said, what are you doing out of school? Does your grandmother know? And I said, yeah, I was expelled from school. And he said, do you want a job? I said, yeah. He said, well, go and take your groceries home and come back. And I went back. And so within an hour of going home telling my grandmother that I was expelled, I had a job. Oh. So at uh, what age were you when you came to England? I came over in 1962 yeah. in a musical called Black Nativity. And there's a, a whole long story but we, we came over for six weeks, four weeks in Italy because they had seen the pro- producer of this festival in Italy had seen us in New York off-Broadway. And uh, he said he wanted to take the show to Italy, so it was agreed. That was in November, December 61. June 62, we flew from New York to Rome via different stops. We stopped about, had to change planes, you know, like three or four times, the cheapest tickets. And we came over, did Spoleto, Italy, and then came to London to record for um, Associated Rediffusion. remember Remember them. Yes. And then go home. And while we were in the studio recording the TV show, this guy came and said that he um, had a theater that he was leasing and he would like to put the show on. And that was the Criterion. We played the Criterion, the Piccadilly, the Phoenix, and the Strand. And then we toured. We were here, instead of six weeks, we were in Europe for 14 months. Wow. And on the last night at um, the Strand, this guy came over and he introduced himself as Norman Newell and he said, I'd like to sign you up. And I'm still here. So I went home. I went home. Did your grandmother? Yeah, and and told my grandmother. And she said, honey, opportunity does not, rarely knocks more than once. So go over there and see what you can do. And if nothing happens and you have to come back home, you know you got a home to come back to. Oh. And I've been here ever since.
0: Oh. Your grandmother must be so proud she of you. She was a dancer
2: in the cotton club. So she was already, she'd already been in the music business. So, or show business. So my mum wasn't musical at all. No, no. I mean, she, she could sing. Could sing. My yeah, mom could I mean, sing. But it's she... Sometimes it misses a generation, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. But my mum, she she was, could she had a good voice my mum, but she wasn't. She, she liked being a um, backstage mom. Yes, you know. yes. Manchester United. Basically, yeah. Have you played at Ronnie Scott's? I love yeah. that club. First time I played Ronnie Scott's, see, that's another question. First time I played Ronnie's was April 1987, having turned it down for 25 years because I was always scared of the place. Since then, me and my guys have played there 31 times.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: It's a great club, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it has been for years and years and years. Yeah, but since Ronnie died, it's different. Ronnie I and see. King and, yeah. and the people who own it now, it's all about money. Um, it's That's not, everywhere well,
0: yeah, is by it? then, isn't it? Yeah. Money, money is just the God. For some people's God. It really I is the root. It. And it's a shame. It's sad, but people are guided by it. And uh,
2: <sighs> Well, we love this drink. Cheers! Cheers! From now on, this is what we will have. What do you think? Did yeah. you like it, Matt? Do you like tequila yeah. sunrise? You still yeah, feel yeah. like it. You still feel like you're on holiday. Where's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your umbrella? You well, should be laying under it. It's a
1: good
2: idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to thank Madeline so much for that really, really great podcast. My God, that girl has been working non-stop. She's quite, uh, she's quite iconic and fabulous. And uh, I enjoyed seeing her after many years, actually, seeing and talking to her properly. And uh, Madeline, thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Madeline. It was amazing to meet you and uh, enjoy the tequila sunrise. Uh, with you which uh, was delicious I've never actually had a tequila sunrise before that was my my first experience and I loved it and um, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago I said how uh, the vodka martini that Spike introduced has become a staple in my household which is still true but the tequila sunrise is now also a staple my wife loves it and uh so we make that regularly. So those two are like my favourite.
0: I think you can get away with a tequila sunrise in some way because you're drinking vitamin C. Oh, I like as
1: that. As well yeah. as alcohol, you see. <laughs> the two br- balance. <laughs> what a brilliant justification. That's, uh, it's one of, your, one of your five a day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very good. Did you have a favourite cocktail from uh, from this series?
0: Well, do you know, I for me... The one that I wasn't very familiar with, which I'm becoming very familiar with now, is the Negroni that Roger Taylor introduced me to. Yes, yeah. And it's delicious, but it gives you that amazing sort of donkey kick mm. that sometimes you want to start the evening off, and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was the one for me.
1: I, uh, I actually had that at Christmas time as well, but it kind of, it sort of strikes me as a, a summery drink, but I think it's, it kind of works both, both mm, seasons. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. The one that I want to revisit um, is uh, the Navy Grog, which was... Kenny oh, Jones. Kenny Jones. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? I can't remember what was in it. It was a lot of rum.
0: A lot of rum. Yeah. It didn't appeal to me really and truly. No. I wouldn't... I mean, that's a winter drink,
1: I think. Yes, yes.
0: Or it could be summer drink, if you think of the Caribbean islands or... Mm,
1: yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Well, um... That's some of our favourite drinks. We'd love to know what your favourite cocktails have been on this season. So leave a comment in the uh, comment section below or um, leave some comments on the Instagram or Facebook. And uh, we'd love to know what cocktails you've tried, what ones you've enjoyed, what ones are are, are new. Um, And perhaps cocktails that you guys uh, really enjoy that we haven't explored. Let us know and uh, we'd love to check those out. Um, But that's it for season two. It's been an amazing journey we really hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed uh, creating it Um, and the good news is we are working on season three right now so um, we have a few guests that we've already uh, spoken to and recorded and um, we've got a few more lined up and we're hoping to get it all out september october something like that Um, So stay tuned. If you want to connect with uh, Patty um, and um, find out more about the podcast, maybe this is your first time tuning in. We've got tons of great episodes. You can find them all at pattyspodcast.co.uk. You can find them on Spotify Music and Apple Podcasts and all those wonderful places. So thank you so much. And uh, we will be back later on this year.
0: Uh, I just want to say thank you all very much for listening. And I hope and trust you enjoyed everything. And I hope and trust, too, that you've been inspired. Have a lovely, gorgeous summer, doing whatever you're doing, and um, see you in the autumn. Thank you. Bye.